So today we have a special topic on the disappearance day of Srila Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakur Maharaj. And we will discuss about his teachings, about some of his pastimes, some of his incidences, which were very, very important. Although it is not covered to everything in just 45 minutes, whatever we can to the best of our capacity in this 45 minutes, we'll try to cover. And we will see how we can apply these teachings in our life also. So, Bhakti Sant Maharaj, disappearance day today, yesterday, sorry, tomorrow, disappearance day. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, one of the very important verses, Bhagavad course many times, he says, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Naham Prakasa Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavritam. What does that mean? Krishna says, it is not easy to understand me. Naham Prakasa Sarvasya. That means, I am not visible to, I am not exposed to everyone. Yoga Maya Samavritam. That means, I am covered by, covered by my potency, illusory potency. Yoga Maya. Samavrita, my spiritual potency. So, I am not visible to, I am not exposed to everyone. So, one side Krishna is telling I am very, very difficult to expose, uh, to get exposed to me, to understand me. It's not easy thing. A uh, person has to take a lot of, lot of uh, trouble to understand Krishna. It's not easy. Nobody can actually understand Krishna fully. So, Krishna is telling not possible to understand me. Yoga Maya Samavrita, I am covered under my potency. So one side Krishna is very difficult to understand and other, another side we, the living entities are not willing to understand. First of all, Krishna is not exposing himself. Another, another side is we don't have any interest. We don't have any intelligence to understand. So that's why uh, generally it is not possible for a living entity to understand Krishna by his own endeavor. So that's why Krishna himself appears. He says, Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharatayam. We have heard many times this shloka. Abhyutharam adharmasya tadatmanam sujamiyam. That means whenever there is a decline in religion, pranitranaya sadhunam vinashya sadhuskata dharmasya sadhunartaya sambhavami yugayogi. So Krishna appears time and again in this material world in order to re-establish the religion, religious principles. When he sees that, when it is being mentioned that religious principles are declining, people are not following the religious principles, they are committing so many offenses, sinful activities they are doing. Then Krishna appears. And when Krishna appeared, so when Krishna appeared, actually he need not to appear to kill any living to any demon also. So just like there are many demons, Hiranyakashifu and Hiranyaks, Ravana comes. So Krishna did not to appear to in order to kill these living entities, these demons. Because if Krishna wants, he can kill them without any effort. Because he is there in Paramatma and heart everyone. He can kill anyone. But still he appears just to reclaim the fallen souls. That means he fallen soul as well as devotees. Because when he appears in this material world, just like 5,000 years back, Krishna appeared in this material world. So he performed many, many pastimes, many, many lovable pastimes, which devotees can see and release. Just like uh, we see a movie, right? Many times before, not many times, every time before movie comes, there's a trailer of the movie, right? And trailer will include all the important scenes of that movie very, very important or interest, interesting scenes from the movie so that it can create kind of a curiosity in the mind of a person. What will be in that movie? So that the person ultimately can go and watch that movie. So similarly, Krishna, whenever he appeared in this material world, he performed some past times so that living entities who are suffering in this material world, 
those who are suffering under three modes of material nature, three kind of miseries they are always under in Adhyatmic, Adhibaudhik, Adhidevi, Kleshas. So always they are under this three kind of miseries. So Krishna appeared in order to attract living entities so that they can, just like we are right now, our, our attention is getting attracted by so many material elements. And every, every time and every second we are having an element. If you go, just open Google, you will find an element. You will find some some advertisement of some movie, advertisement of some uh, no, some some uh, some particular brand of watch, some particular brand, some many any kind of elements will be there to catch your attention. So in this world, what you can see the energy of the Lord, illusion energy of the Lord Maya, what has done that she has taken away attention of our attention from Krishna to material objects. And same attention when we can apply on Krishna. So this attention which right now is being taken away by Maya and we are covered by so many illusory things and we are getting our, our attention, we are getting bifurcated in so many, divided into many, many things. If there is attention can be diverted to Krishna, then same attention can become cause of our liberation. But this attention which is right now in divided into so many among so many things, which will be cause of our bondage. So attention is same. Now we have to apply it in not in, instead of applying it for Maya's service, we have to apply Krishna's service. So Krishna appear in this material world so that he can take the attention of living entities from which are right now uh, under the clutches of Maya to Krishna. So sometimes Krishna himself appeared. Sometimes he sent his devotees so that devotees also can do extraordinary activities. And they are called as Acharyas, they are called as pure devotees. They are called as Mahabhagavatas. They appear in this material world. Not like, like in our case, when we appear in this material, our tendency was to enjoy. That's when this material, material everyone is trying to prove themselves that I am best, better than you. You see, every any office you go, any uh, corporate house you go, you will see there is competition that who is better? I am better than you. I want to prove that uh, I have more money than you. I am more intelligence than you. I have more qualification than you. Everybody is trying to show that I am better than you. We want to become master. So we wanted to become master. We wanted to enjoy independently. That's why I appear in this material world. Krishna has given this opportunity. Okay, we want to enjoy independently. Better you go to material world and try to enjoy. And when instead of becoming this material world, instead of enjoying, we feel some kind of some temporary pleasure, but actually a temporary pleasure is nothing. It's just simply a temporary thing. And after some time, there will be misery. Padam, padam, yet vipada. This material world is like that. So, then living entities in this material world get fed up by this material enjoyment. So actually Prabhupada says what is happiness in this material world. Actually happiness in this material world is nothing but the time gap between two distress. Suppose there is a distress A and distress B. The time gap between these two things we call is uh, we call is happiness. Just like we were little, little happy for the time being for some days. Okay. Now we have got vaccine. We have got uh, somehow first vaccine, first dose came, then second dose came. We were thinking, okay, now we'll be safe. And uh, Corona, now we'll be able to beat. Now third variant has, new variant has come. Now again, you have to take a vaccine. And even that vaccine, something called as booster, I think they are giving. After that, one more, there's something called as fourth vaccine is also going to come. I think fourth dose also going to come. So there, is, there was a gap. There was a time we were thinking, okay, now I'm safe. I have two doses now. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. But now again, one more variant has come. So you can see this is the nature of this material world. You have a happiness. You are feeling very good. Okay, and I am happy. I have some material happiness. But you will see after some time, 
that happiness will no longer be there with you with you and there will be distress so the time gap between two distresses is called as happiness in this material world so when this pure devotees like bhaktisthan maharaj chila prabhupad and all the acharyas they appear in this material world just to reclaim the living entities in order to establish them that there is no happiness in this material world if you really want to have happiness you have to have this happiness only and only by the by the means in association of god you cannot become happy in this material world independently if you are trying to become independently happy in this material world ultimately you will be frustrated so krishna he comes he himself gives this message he, he he quotes many many times in bhagavad gita you see you will come back to me just become my devotee think of me in pure obeisances and to me many places you will see bhagavad gita krishna talking about himself although it's a philosophical bhagavad gita there is the karma yog dhyan yog and bhakti yog ashtanga yog many things are mentioned but if you see krishna time and again he is bringing about himself matta paratram nanya kintarasti dananjaya aham adirhi devanam Further is telling that yogina abhi sarvesha mat gatana antaratmana man mana bhava bhakto majjaji maam namaskaru. You will like many many places Krishna is canvassing that you will come back to me. So just you maybe one day you can go and analyze how many times Krishna is talking about himself in this Bhagavad Gita. Although it's a philosophical book, but Krishna talking about himself because there's a purpose. Purpose is what he's trying to tell till the time you. do not come to me do not till that time you are not in touch with me you cannot remain have you cannot have eternal happiness you may have some happiness temporary but if you want to have happiness permanent happiness in nature then you can you should be in touch with uh, me otherwise it's not possible and that touch and that knowledge comes from devotees of the lord there is a meaning of acharya so sometime people can sometime somebody can ask this question why i need to know about why should i know about bhaktisan maharaj why should i know about prabhupad let me talk about krishna okay i if i think here about krishna krishna is in bhagavad gita you understand my birth and my activities will come back to me so that's fine i let me think about krishna let me hear about krishna but what benefit i will get by hearing uh, past times of devotee of krishna no there is no difference actually there is no difference krishna says in shrimad bhagavatam There's a verse, and I think eleventh canto, which says, "Acharya maam vigyaniya vignaniya." What he says, "Acharya, you should consider as good as me myself. If a person, if a, if a devotee is acharya, he is as good as me, and you should never disrespect an acharya." So Krishna is telling there that acharya is as good as me. So that means you are hearing our past times of acharya. If you are understanding his lifestyle, if you are understanding his teachings, actually we are understanding about Krishna. because these personalities they never come for his sense gratification their only purpose is to preach the glories of the lord and that preaching tendency the preaching spirit we can see in bhaktisan maharaj so tomorrow is his disappearance day and uh, let us discuss something about bhaktisan maharaj so appearance and disappearance these two words that you will hear uh, in our vaishnava community appearance day of this and this devotee appearance day of disappearance day of this and this devotee So what does that mean? This means that first of all, we never says that we never say that a particular acharya or a guru, a pure devotee has taken birth because actually they never take birth or never they never die. They always come, they appear, they manifest them themselves in this material world, and after some time they disappear from this material world because it is not that. a living entity first of all nobody dies this we understand we are not this body we are soul soul never dies 
सो इन केस ऑफ इवन ऑर्डनरी लिविंग एंटिटी ऑल्सो दे नेवर डाई सोल नेवर डाई बॉडी डाई बॉडी में डाई बट सोल में नेवर डाई तो सिमिलरली आचार्य वेनेवर दे कम वी नेवर से दे हैव देन टेकन बर्थ और दे हैव डाइड दे हैव अपीयर्ड एंड डिसअपीयर्ड व्हाट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ डिसअपीयरेंस डिसअपीयरेंस मींस दे हैव वाइंडेड आउट दे हैव दिस देयर पास्ट टाइम इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड राइट नाउ अटल पेरेंट आर ओवर पर से एंड नाउ सेम पास्ट टाइम और अदर पास्ट टाइम दे आर डूइंग इन एनी अदर मटेरियल प्लैनेट और एनी प्लैनेट विद कृष्णा हिमसेल्फ सो देयर पर्पस इज सेम ओनली पर्पस इज वाज व्हाट टू uh take participation in krishna's past time just like arjuna yashoda maiya all these are not that they have just come and they have gone they are they are they are in krishna in all the planet some other planetary system planet uh, krishna will be there with them during their past time prabhupada says just like janmashtami we are celebrating here right now there will be some other planet janmashtami will be celebrating they will be celebrating janmashtami their appearance of krishna like that krishna's appearance is happening in all over the universe at different planets so every day janmashtami in one sense because every day krishna is taking up appearing somewhere or the other so similarly acharyas also whenever they appear and even they leave their material body they leave their this material planet they go to some other planet to serve krishna so that's why we celebrate this event their disappearance also we celebrate generally we do not celebrate any persons many persons uh, Dies or something like that, but here we celebrate appearance also and disappearance, disappearance also because now they have uh, they have left this material planet and they have gone back to Krishna in their eternal past time. That's why we call as nitya lila pravist. Nitya lila means now they have engaged themselves in nitya lila, eternal lila of Krishna. So this is the meaning of appearance and disappearance of acharyas. So they are they are not normal taking birth. They are like not uh, we when we compare them. we should not think that they are also taking birth like a normal human being although it looks like same just like a normal human being taking birth acharya is also taking birth but there is a gulf of difference normal human being is taking birth because of his desire to enjoy independently but an acharya is coming in this material world so that he can fulfill the mission of lord so there is a big difference between both and bhakti san maharaj he uh, appeared in 1874 not 1874 I'm not wrong. I think it is seventy-four, somewhere like that. And uh, he was from the childhood was a very determined devotee. So what happened? And his father was Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Bhakti Vinod Thakur was again one of the Acharya in Parampara. So this spiritual knowledge, one of the very important concept, we should understand that knowledge has to be taken in Parampara. Sometimes people they uh, they approach. they become frustrated actually i met one person he was saying prabhu ji i am frustrated where should i go i i go there they say like this i go there they say like this and if i uh, understand myself from my understanding i i am thinking like this so where should i go what should i do there is no uh, ultimate thing what should i follow so they get confused and ultimately they think nobody is correct and they don't follow anything but actually scriptures are not like that shastra says there is a definite parampara definite system you have to follow and in that parampara Bhakti Sadan Maharaj is coming, and his father also, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, is also there in that parampara. So Bhakti Vinod Thakur, whose father of Bhakti Sadan Sadan Thakur Maharaj, he is a he was a uh, magistrate in Jagannath Puri. So Jagannath Puri was that time uh, the the magistrate was the highest possible position an Indian can have in the British rule. That was the position of that magistrate. Bhakti Bhakti Vinod Thakur was having that position, and he was 
a very very uh, great devotee again bhakti nath tagore himself was a great devotee and he he prayed that please give me a son so that i can spread this message of chaitanya mahaprabhu and then by the blessings of chaitanya mahaprabhu bhakti san maharaj appeared at his home and when he appeared bhakti san maharaj so in jagannath puri there is a system if you see jagannath rath yatra happens and whenever rath yatra happens sometimes the, the cart it stops some particular places so that year rath yatra was happening this when bhakti san maharaj appeared and as it actually stopped in front of house of bhakti vinod tapu that means bhakti san maharaj father's house and bhakti san maharaj uh, uh, wife that is the mother of bhakti siddhant sarasvati tapu maharaj she got bhakti san maharaj and she kept him under the lotus feet of jagannath and immediately one flower garland or some flower fell off from the the jagannath ji's lotus feet so that why it was confirmed that he is not a ordinary child he is a great child he is going to be a very great devotee of the lord and he was so determined that once uh, it is mentioned once his father bought mangoes at home and he was a child at time of the san maharaj father told and he bhaktisan maharaj without asking his father he took one mango and he thought i will eat it and bhaktivinod tagore when he came to know that he told bhaktisan maharaj that how can you take a mango without offering it to the lord it is first meant for the lord first lord should eat after that only you can take this mango if you take if you take this mango without offering to the lord it is kind of a sin you cannot do like that like this and bhaktisan maharaj felt so bad after the incidents then he told throughout my life i will not eat mango because i offended i am a sin i am a sinful person i am a thief and throughout his life he never ate mango so this was a determination i think he was that time 4 years old so just 4 years old boy having such a determination that i have taken mango without the permission of my without offering it to the lord and i am a sinful person i will not eat mango throughout my life so many people used to offer him mango after he became sanyasi and all many people used to offer him mango but he never used to eat mango why because he always used to say i am a sinful person i am a thief i should never eat mango so such a small child taking such a determination that i will not eat and when he was a very very intelligent person also very very intelligent scholarly person when he was i think 7 years old he recited all the verses of bhagavad gita not only recited he actually was he was able to explain each and every verse that was the level of his, his, his knowledge and he so prabhupad he writes one of the i think conversation he, in he says by my one my guru maharaj was present even big big scholars was afraid to talk with even his beginning students my guru maharaj was called living encyclopedia he could talk with anyone on any subject he was so learned and no compromise so called saints avatars yogis everyone who was false was an enemy to my guru maharaj he never compromised some god brothers complained that his this preaching was a chopping technique and it would not be successful but those who criticized him fell down so you can see here he was such a learned scholar he could quote from anywhere and just he was 7 years old he was able to recite he was able to uh, learn all the verses of bhagavad gita and after that also whenever he used to speak he used to quote from the scriptures and there was a incidents that somebody challenged him that can you prove that can you prove that supreme personality has a form without touching upanishad or not without touching puranas 
because generally of the lord form of the lord is mentioned in puranas upanishad you will not find explicitly mentioned about the form of the lord and bhagwan maharaj without touching any of the puranas he proved that god has a form and his name is krishna so that was the level of his knowledge and that's why he got this title of siddhant saraswati because he wrote one commentary on surya siddhant and that's why his title he got his title of siddhant saraswati very learned scholar and such a learned scholar which we are short of time so we cannot cover everything whatever is possible we will cover so such a learned scholar bhaktisan maharaj was with the encyclopedia and his, his uh, father bhaktisan thakur himself personally trained him how to write books and how to print books because he understood that this boy is not normal boy he is going to a very big devotee so that's why bhaktisan thakur personally trained him how to write books how to edit books how to print books because book distribution was the main preaching agent at that time because all the devotees used to distribute books distribute books magazine and that why preaching used to happen so such a learned scholar bhakti sadan bharaj and uh, when he, it was think that how you get initiated now because it is there is a custom that you have to get initiation from a pure devotee so bhakti sadan bharaj father bhakti no tagur himself was a pure devotee he said i will not initiate you i will not initiate you if you want to take initiation you have to go and take initiation from one of the one more pure devotee and his name was shila gaur kishodas baba ji maharaj shila gaur kishodas baba ji maharaj was a pure devotee and he was a illiterate person so you can see one side bhakti sadan maharaj such a great scholar he can quote from verses he can he can defeat anyone and he is vedic encyclopedia and he is taking initiation from gaur kishod baba ji maharaj who cannot cannot even write his name and when he went for taking initiation bhakti san maharaj went taking initiation to from, from gaur kishod baba ji maharaj gaur kishod baba ji maharaj said no i cannot initiate you because it is said that guru before giving initiation he tests his disciple test so that he can see whether disciple is genuine or not so bhakti gaur kishod baba ji maharaj he tested bhakti bhakti san sir stakur maharaj and he denied many times he denied many times i cannot accept you sometimes he says you are over qualified you are very very learned person i am not a learned person that's why i am not qualified i i will not uh, initiate and he said no also but bhakti san maharaj was so determined that i will take initiation i will only take initiation from him and finally he started and many times he pleased him finally bhakti uh, gorakishot baba ji maharaj agreed okay i will initiate you and once somebody asked him and he was so humble bhakti san maharaj was so humble that once uh, bhakti sad maharaj was traveling in one boat i think and somebody asked him this question that you are such a learned scholar but how come your guru maharaj is illiterate you are such a learned scholar and guru maharaj is illiterate bhakti sad maharaj told i am just like this boat and my guru maharaj is just like water because of my guru maharaj i am able to preach you can see because it it may look like i am traveling all over the world uh, all over india to for for preaching purpose and my guru maharaj sitting in navdeep and chanting but actually it's not the fact because of my guru maharaj mercy because of my guru maharaj potency i am able to preach so this is very important thing a disciple should always think always he should never think that i am doing anything in my life because of my own 
इंटेलिजेंस माई ओन स्ट्रेंथ माई ओन पावर नो ए डिसाइपल ऑलवेज ऑलवेज फील वॉट एवर आई एम टूडे इज बिकॉज ऑफ माई मर्सी ऑफ माई गुरु महाराज एंड दैट यू कैन सी डायरेक्टली फ्रॉम श्री प्रभुपाज लाइफ ऑल्सो डायरेक्टली यू कैन सी सो एक्चुअली परंपरा इज सेम नॉलेज इज सेम सेम थिंग वॉज टोल्ड बाई भक्ति सदान महाराज सेम थिंग प्रभुपाज इज टेलिंग देर इज नो चेंज इन देर Bhakti Sadh Maharaj is telling because I am I am preaching because of my Guru Maharaj's potency. Shila Prabhupada is telling I am preaching because of my Guru Maharaj's potency. All of you are my Guru Maharaj's representative. So you can see there is no change in parampara system. That is the meaning of taking knowledge in parampara. And actually, that happened when this is one of the greatest contribution of Bhakti Vinod Thakur to Shila Shila Bhakti Sadh Thakur Bhakti Sadh Thakur Maharaj Maharaj's father. So what actually happened? that whenever acharya departs whenever uh, incarnation departs there is some problem in the society some mismanagement in the society and that's what happened when krishna appeared he spoke the message of gita he told this is the purpose ultimately you have to surrender unto me this is the only way you can come back to me many many places he says like that but the message was not understood properly then krishna himself appeared as sri chaitanya mahaprabhu around 550 years back in mayapur and then he established bhakti yoga as a supreme process achinta veda ve tattva philosophy he preached all over india and he is many prominent disciples arinam sadvitan he started everything he has done but again after his departure after chatra mahapurush departure again there was a decline there are many many people they started understanding bhakti is a very cheap thing and they thinking that bhakti means only there is a uh, there is something called as sahajya if you know there is a class of so called devotees they claim themselves sahajya sahajya means for them bhakti means only the past time of raslila so they take it very cheaply but bhakti is not only rasal raslila is the utmost the highest understanding of bhakti highest confidential past time most confidential past time krishna raslila past time but these people without understanding having proper principle knowledge of bhakti they started like like there are many not only sahajya there are many many groups so they started deviating from the the original philosophy of chaitanya mahaprabhu and that's why there was a time that almost this philosophy was lost nobody was knowing what is the real chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy nobody was knowing somebody was saying like this somebody was saying like that it was bhakti vinod thakur who is father of bhakti sadan maharaj he appeared and he again reestablished chaitanya mahaprabhu's movement and told no this is the correct philosophy of chaitanya mahaprabhu and these all the sects are their devin philosophers they are not following exactly these are the correct philosophy what chaitanya mahaprabhu is given and then that bhakti vinod thakur since he was powerful also he was magistrate he reestablished chaitanya mahaprabhu's mission teaching real teaching and then he prayed that i cannot do alone everything i need someone a powerful devotee who can do and then bhakti sadan maharaj appeared on the request of bhakti vinod thakur so it was a very important contribution of bhakti vinod thakur that he actually reestablished the real principles of bhakti which was given by chaitanya mahaprabhu and after bhakti vinod thakur bhakti vinod thakur trained bhakti sadan maharaj in printing books and everything and he was a great scholar as i told bhakti bhakti sadan maharaj himself was a great scholar and what he did mainly was bhakti sadan maharaj he there was something called as caste goswami what is caste goswami caste goswami means krishna says bhagavad gita जन्म चातुर्वर्ण माया सिस्टम गुण कर्म विभाग कृष्णा इज टेलिंग आई हैव डिवाइडेड दिस सोसाइटी 
as per chatur varnam four varnas and four ashramas on the basis of what guna and karma that means on the basis of activities and on the basis of guna characteristic of a living entity so un, un, unless unlike people generally think like that okay if a person taking birth in a brahman family is a brahman it's not like that and because of not proper understanding people started thinking it is casteism many people they claim bhagavad gita bhagavad gita promotes casteism it is not like that it is not casteism krishna is telling i have divided this society on the basis of guna and karma that's a fact every living entity has a nature every living entity has a particular domain he want to work in that particular way so krishna is telling no matter whatever you are you whatever kind of domain or whatever kind of nature you have that kind of person you will be called so for example a person is taken birth in a so called brahman family but he does not have any qualification of brahman he is not a brahman and that's what bhakti sar maharaj exposed just like a suprabhupad give example just like a judge a son of a supreme court judge cannot claim i am supreme court judge you have to have qualification then only you can claim i am a supreme court judge in the similar way a person cannot claim i am a brahman simply by taking birth in a brahman family he should have qualification also a brahmana and that's what bhakti sar maharaj boldly preached and many that's why many people many these so called brahmin people those who are not real brahmins they start having against bhakti sar maharaj and even it is being prabhupad mentioned that sometime they want to even kill also bhakti sar maharaj they gave bribe to police officers some police people that we are we are going to kill this bhakti sar maharaj please do not take any action against him but police people said no although we take bribe but we don't take bribe in case of a saintly person so bhakti sar maharaj actually expressed this to prabhupad that these people were actually trying to kill me so this was the contribution of bhakti sar maharaj he actually established what is the real meaning of varna and ashramas it is not about caste it is not about your it is not about your birth it is about most your activities and that's how you can if you want to claim yourself as brahman you should have qualification of brahman you cannot claim yourself brahmana simply by taking a birth in a brahman family and that's same thing prabhupad also carried so then prabhupad also when he came to india many many people started actually blaspheming prabhupad because he went to west he after coming back to india many foreign disciples they came with prabhupad and when people in india they saw oh my god these people are wearing saffron these people are having tilak this kantimala shikha they are having sacred thread gayatri they are chanting so some people those were envious they started blaspheming prabhupad that you are actually spoiling indian culture how can you give brahman initiation to these people those were melichas but prabhupad says no it is not like that it is not about birth any person who is chanting krishna's name any person who is following relative principles he is qualified to become brahmana no matter in which place he has taken birth and that's what narad muni also says in bhagavatam we will read one of the verse it comes in prahlad maharaj teaching only only i think that means a person whatever kind of nature he has he should be treated like that if a brahman is, is treating acting like a shudra so actually is not a brahman he is a shudra and a person who is taking although taken birth in shudra family but is acting like a brahmana he is actually brahmana he is not a shudra and that's why prabhupada says today's civilization is nothing but shudra civilization what we are getting trained in school and colleges nothing but become a shudra nobody is teaches how to become a brahman that's why we are suffering in this material world and shudra civilization specifically is like last last session we saw that they are removing ceiling fans from the universities and colleges so that people should not commit suicide so people are not committing suicide because of ceiling fan people are committing suicide because they are not satisfied so instead of removing ceiling fans let us do something so that we can understand why they are 
committing suicide and that nobody is asking why they are committing suicide so one boy i was speaking to recently even in fact today only she is working one of the companies and is telling prabhu working our work pressure is so much work pressure is there that one of the, one of my team member actually fainted in office recently so much of work pressure is there and because he fainted so it was little like uh, discussion that so much of work pressure is there so what the manager or what the employer is telling to these the person who actually got fainted oh it looks like you are very weak so better what you can do please do not work hard now please work from only from 8 am to 7 pm this much is your work timing after that you please don't work it looks like you very weak <laughs> so that means all the persons getting fainted is very weak everything is there but still stressed to work for 11 hours and that's what they are telling that it is not we are actually doing concession for you so you can see what kind of civilization we are living in where we have to work 12 13 15 hours just to get some piece of food and sometimes that also we won't be able to eat because we are coming so late from the office so this kind of civilization which is totally misdirected totally misdirected simply the only aim is how can i eat drink and be merry that also we are not able to do so prabhupada says this kind of civilization is soul king civilization and devotees like bhakti sran maharaj shila prabhupada they come to teach us please wake up jeev jago jeev jago gora chandra bole chaitanya mahaprabhu is a very famous song that please get up please wake awake please do not sleep in the lap of maya please get up गौराचंद्रो चैतन्य महाप्रभु सो दिस इज दर्पज ऑफ आचार्य महाराज ऑल्सोलेक्ट even prabhupada also when he met his guru first time in 1922 so prabhupada went he was not willing to go but one of his friend dragged him and told let us go meet bhakti sran maharaj and prabhupada also that time he was a nationalist he was promoting independence and everything that was also transcendent plan only not that he was not in knowledge so bhakti sran maharaj was telling that all of your youngsters young people why don't you dedicate your life and preach this message of chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world then prabhupada told bhakti sadh maharaj that we are a dependent nation right now who will hear your message of krishna consciousness so then bhakti sadh maharaj told very nice thing he told this message of krishna consciousness to chaitanya mahaprabhu is so urgent that it cannot wait for your independence so then prabhupada thought struck prabhupada and he told i accepted him as in my spiritual master on first visit only and then he told i was pleased that chaitanya mahaprabhu's movement is in correct hand right hands and then the many things other happen so bhakti sadan maharaj was a sima guru velon guru was very bold all the mayavadis impersonalists those used to say god does not have any form it is told then when whenever they used to see that bhakti sadh maharaj is coming they used to change their path because they used to know if he has come and then he will come and will challenges we won't be able to answer that was the power of chaitanya uh, sorry preaching power of preaching potential bhakti sadh maharaj and bhakti sadh maharaj initiated chila prabhupada so when he was getting initiated 
Prabhupada mentioned, remember this thing. When he was getting initiation, he was getting initiated in Ilabad. So when the, the disciples of Bhaktisar Maharaj, they introduced Srila Prabhupada. His name was that time Abhay Charat, Abhay Babu, they used to call him. So when Bhaktisar Maharaj disciples introduced Prabhupada, Abhay Charan to Bhaktisar Maharaj, that he is Abhay Babu and he is helping us. So Bhaktisar Maharaj said, yes, I will initiate him. He is a very nice boy. He listens, he hears very carefully, he does not go away. So Prabhupada says, my only qualification was, I was very good listener. I used to hear, although I was not able to understand what he is telling sometime, because he used to speak very high philosophy and I never used to understand sometime what he is telling. But I used to love to hear. And that, that he recognized, Bhakti San Maharaj. He told, this boy is very, very receptive, he hears. So that's why I will initiate him. So that means hearing is very, very, very important in order to advance in spiritual life. Sometimes we hear these sessions and uh, even this also and Prabhupada class also. But we'll be doing many, many things. For example, right now also, maybe many out of 71 people, many people will be doing something else. Maybe somebody, uh, this lecture will be on, but he may be doing something else, maybe reading newspaper or something like that. But this is the importance of attentive hearing. By attentive hearing, Prabhupada attracted attention of Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj. So you can see this is the power of attentive hearing. We can also hear about Krishna attentively, both the things, Krishna's pastime also and holy name also. If we chant and hear holy name also sincerely, we can attract attention of Krishna, just like Prabhupada attracted attention of Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj. So this is the power of attentive hearing. Most of us do not hear attentively. That's why even though after hearing many, many times, we do not see visible changes. Prabhupada says, even once you hear Krishna's name properly and chant, your life is successful. But because our hearing is not attentive, we may be in the class, we may be in the session, but we may be thinking many, many things others are, and some other things we will be doing. Just for the sake of attendance, we are here. Although that is also beneficial. Something is always better than nothing here. But what if you hear carefully each and every word? Hmm? And Sarup Goswami is one of the again Acharya in the line of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He has given a very nice principle called, principle called as Yukta Vairagya. What is the meaning of Yukta Vairagya? Yukta Vairagya means you have something but you are not attached to that particular thing and you are using that particular thing for the service of the Lord. For example, I let's say I have a mobile phone. So that mobile phone, although I am using that mobile phone, but that mobile phone I am not using for my sense gratification, I am using for Krishna's service. This is principle is called as Yukta Vairagya. And Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj and Srila Prabhupada both have used this principle very, very, very nicely in order to preach Krishna consciousness. So Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj was actually started because sannyasi should not uh, travel in uh, vehicle, he should not travel in car, he should not wear some other uh, robes like that, so he should not wear this particular kind of cloth. But Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj, because for preaching purpose, he started everything. He sent his disciples that time only in Western countries to preach in England. I think in London he went. Ah, London. He sent his disciple to preach. But unfortunately, that time they could not do anything. After Prabhupada went, many things happened. But he has that vision that I want to preach this message in Western countries. And that vision, that spirit of Bhakti Sanat Maharaj, Prabhupada took it as it is. And he preached this message all over the world. So this Yukta Vairagya, sometimes people ask that you, one, I remember when Mataji, she asked me once, that Prabhuji, you are a sannyasi, you are uh, no, brahmachari and all. Why, you, why are you using mobile phones and laptops and no watches and all? 
So I asked, tell me what is one thing? You are asking this question because of jealousy, or really want to ask? <laughs> so then he said, no, I am actually I want to understand. Then I then I told okay because we are using this thing for service of the Lord. So that's why for service of the Lord we can use anything in this material world. So matter when it is Prabhupada writes in Bhagavad Gita, matter which is it is which when it is used for Krishna service, actually it is spiritualized. Then it is no longer matter. Matter which is utilized in Krishna service. It is no longer a matter. It is now spiritualized. If a matter you are using for your sense gratification, then it will entangle you. But the same matter, if you are using Krishna service, it will liberate you. So this is the power of yukta vairagya that we are not attached to anything, but we are using everything for service of the Lord. And that principle very nicely practiced by Bhakti Siddhan Maharaj and at the same time Shri Prabhupada. He actually he he used everything Shri Prabhupada. Printing machinery, latest technology. That time, whatever was available in the terms of printing, in terms of traveling, in terms of uh, communication, everything. Even that time, also you see, Prabhupada when the paintings used to come, very nice painting, Krishna painting. Even that time, also video, video. Uh, you see, Prabhupada's old videos also. Some of them are very nicely shot. That time onwards, Prabhupada started using best of the technology for preaching Krishna message. So this is Yukta Vairagya. And one pastime is there when once Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj, one of the disciple, he took sannyas, and uh, because of this person took sannyas and his wife, this person's wife, she came and somehow she dragged that person out of Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj's custody, and Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj was lamenting that time. He was crying that I could not save. A living entity from the clutches of Maya. So this is the compassion of an acharya. That whenever he comes, he tries to liberate. He tries to collect more and more living entity to Krishna so that he can take he can take them back to Godhead. But unfortunately, Bhakti Samaras told I could not save that jiva. Maya is taken back. So he started crying that time. So this is Bhakti Samaras was was moved that I want to save every living entity in this material world, and he started. Printing, although Bhakti Bhakti Vinod Thakur also started, but he started on full fledged. He actually started a magazine called Harmonist, and also a magazine called Sajjan Toshni. And this both these magazines were explicitly mentioning about pastimes of Lord, his philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So some someone asked Bhakti Sand Maharaj, and this magazine used to come daily. I think daily this used to print something like that, daily or every month something daily like that. So when somebody asked Bhakti Sand Maharaj that. How will you print every day magazine? How will how how will you bring so many content to print every day? So then he told, then this material universe is actually this material entire material creation is one third of entire creation of the Lord. This material universe is one third only, and two third is spiritual energy, spiritual planets. So when for this one third energy we have so many newspapers, we have so many magazines, we have so many newsletters, we have so many other kind of news is coming. Why we cannot have everyday newspaper or uh, magazine for something which is happening in spiritual world? Definitely we can have. So then he started this. He was he was the devotee who actually started printing books thoroughly, and then he used to send his disciples to distribute these magazines. And even one disciple used to sell one magazine. Also used to become very pleased, and that mood Shri Prabhupada adopted. And then we can see Prabhupada bombarded this entire world with Bhagavad Gita. Book distribution program that we are doing right now. So that mood he took, 
and established all over the world scon temples and distributed books all over the world not only in in uh, india not only in bengal but all over the world chaitanya mahaprabhu's message will go all over the world that production was made by chaitanya mahaprabhu himself prithvi tayashiyadi nagaradigam sarvatra prachar hoyu mero naam that that desire of chaitanya mahaprabhu was fulfilled by krishna chela chela prabhupad himself and all the acharyas bhaktisthan maharaj bhakti vinod thakur six goswami they actually prepared the background and prabhupad actually fulfilled it so this is bhaktisthan maharaj as to called caste goswami also so these are some of the quotes of bhaktisthan maharaj which are very very important although there are many many quotes but some of the quotes i am taking here what is talking when anarthas will be removed due to ch chanting of the holy name then krishna's form qualities and pastimes will automatically manifest from the name there is no need of make an endeavor to artificially remember his form qualities and pastime so when anarthas misgivings will go away automatically all the forms name, name krishna's name form pastime qualities will appear and he says one of the very nice quote he says to in the in this age of kaliyuga to worship krishna means to chant his holy name there is no other method of worshiping krishna in this age rather than chanting of the holy name of krishna so what is telling now do not this, this is very important quote all of us should hear those who are struggling in spiritual life do not give up devotional service even if there are innumerable dangers countless insults and endless harassment do not become disheartened that most of the people in this world do not accept the message of unalloyed devotional service never give up your devotional service and hearing and chanting about krishna which is your everything always chant the holy name becoming more humble than a blade of grass and more tolerant than a tree so directly is saying do not give up there may be many problems there will be many challenges many many uh, people will will discourage you many people will try to tease you many thing will happen but do not leave devotional service to the lord and always try to chant krishna's name so this is bhaktisan maharaj one of the very important quote which should help all of us and now i'm telling every word has two fold aspect conveying a meaning based on knowledge and meaning a meaning based on ignorance the aspect of words that indicate something other than krishna vishnu or chaitanya conveys the meaning based on ignorance in knowledge everything indicates krishna and signifies signifies krishna so every any word any explanation which is not explaining about chaitanya mahaprabhu krishna or vishnu it is actually expression based of based on ignorance right many many quotes uh, of bhaktisan maharaj are there like that but ultimately he is telling of some substance also should bhaktisan maharaj teaching it's about chanting of the holy name of the lord and it took a lot of risk a lot of risk in the sense as i told that he was fighting against all these people who are claimed themselves as guru ka goswamis but actually they are not having that proper qualification that's why he many people as i told sometimes they write to kill him also but he was not at all worried he was always absorbed in and he took sanyas also and he established he actually institutionalized this entire system he established 64 godimat all over india 64 godimat that time and that godimat was so successful it is mentioned there are many many people used to come there was no actually place to accommodate so many people they used to come in godimat that time and all over the world he has all over the india he has disciples he has around 60000 disciples such a famous guru he was such a famous spiritual master but he never ever took credit just like shri prabhupad never took credit he always said 
it is because of guru mercy of my guru maharaj my only thing is i am just giving you message as it is i am not change anything all of your representative my guru maharaj actually all credit goes should go to you just like prabhupada is still similarly bakshi sharma is also telling the same thing that this whatever i have done is actually because of my guru maharaj so such bhakti vin bhakti sitan maharaj disappearance is tomorrow so let us try to pray him that please give us intelligence please give us mercy so that we can follow all the instruction of shiva prabhupada very very sincerely very very nicely try to distribute his books sincerely so that prabhupada is pleased and when guru is pleased then yasya prasadat bhagavat prasadu yasya prasadat nagati kutopi when guru is pleased then everyone is pleased krishna is also pleased and all the associate of krishna they are also pleased so our purpose of life should be how can i please my spiritual master if this is the goal we have in our life then there is no need of doing anything else i have to worship krishna through my guru aradhito yadi hari tapasa tatatkim that means if you are worshiping hari tapasa tatatkim what is the need of any other kind of tapasya and na aradhito yadi hari tapasa tatatkim that means if you are not worshiping hari what is the meaning of doing any tapasya shastra clearly says if you are worshiping hari not need of any tapasya and worshiping hari starts from worshiping spiritual master nobody can approach krishna directly without serving a pure devotee of krishna so such a pure devotee is bhakti sadan maharaj such a pure devotee shri prabhupad and all of us are very fortunate that we have this opportunity to follow this instruction of bhakti sadan maharaj shri prabhupad and distribute their prabhupad's books very very nicely profusely all over the world so that all over the world people should get this message just like today we are hearing 70 80 people many people all over the world people should know glories of chaitanya mahaprabhu glories of nitan guru glories of shri prabhupad this is our purpose this we should try and somebody is engaged like that so there's a verse like that in i don't know in pandit puram says that i forgot that word just now that ultimately that the meaning of that words was that if a person is totally engaged in krishna service by his words by his intelligence and by his endeavors although he is in this material world he is living this material life but he is actually liberated jeevan mukta sa uchyate iha yasya harer das se there is a verse सर्विंग serving bhaktisan maharaj and the common teaching of entire western philosophy is that chanting of the holy name of krishna is the supreme religion in this age of kaliyuga and that's what every acharya is telling is teaching that worshiping krishna means chanting his holy name so we will chant now 